Welcome to Beyond the Bell, lifestyle design for Canadian teachers, with your hosts, Anuja Pereira and Dan McMullen. Each episode, they will educate and empower you to leverage a fixed income and a growth mindset into the lifestyle you desire. Welcome, everybody, to the very first podcast of Beyond the Bell, Lifestyle Design for Canadian Teachers. I'm Dan McMullen. Uh, I've been a teacher for 17 years. Really excited to be here. Hi there. I'm Anuja Pereira, and I also started teaching 17 years ago, and I have been working in the Peel District School Board. So we are here, Beyond the Bell, talking about lifestyle design. Dan, talk to me about your experience with lifestyle design and investing. Yeah, a little, little bit about me. Uh, I'm a husband to my beautiful wife, Ali. Uh, three beautiful kiddos. I have Hudson, Riley, and my daughter, three-year-old Everly. Um, and really the reason I do the lifestyle design and investing is, is for my family and to create uh, incredible experiences. Um, I have some rental houses that generate uh, some passive income. I have interest in um, the stock market. I have interested in life insurance. I have interest in cryptocurrencies and Bitcoin. So I'm really just uh, a lifelong learner of um, investing in lifestyle design in general. Awesome. I have a similar story, but quite different. We stopped at two kids. My husband and I live in Mississauga with our two daughters who are eight and five. And we started investing about 10, 11 years ago with a triplex in Hamilton, which was our first real estate investment. And we sort of rolled that over into future investments and have done work in pre-construction, rent to own, um, buy and holds, and currently looking at flipping some places. So um, a little bit all over the place um, in terms of investing. And recently I have left teaching, but on phone, big announcement, uh, left teaching after 17 years, despite still loving it, um, to really engage in real estate full-time as an agent. And so, um, having the opportunity to do the things that we're talking about here has allowed me the opportunity to to pursue another career but teacher by heart and that's why we're here we are teachers and we want to teach you how you can make some changes potentially to reduce your stress increase the time your happiness you know make you more available to be the great teacher that you are and we want to empower you to lead a life of abundance and i think whatever brought you here is that something might feel like it's missing, right? And so our goal really is to give you the toolbox to allow you to make whatever changes you want to make in your life as you move forward. And that's the the bottom line. Are you living your very best life? Are you living a life of abundance, design, of intention? And um, we're here to to help you perhaps borrow some confidence from our guests that we're going to have on and, and definitely provide you the listener with with many tools that you can have and to implement in your design. Yeah, and I think we need to say, Dan, right? The caveat is we are not financial planners. We both have expertise in different areas. And, you know, that's based on years of research, years of practicing this ourselves. But we're not financial planners, so we're going to put that out there. But we are teachers by heart, and we can't help but hold some knowledge and know that it can help other people. And that's why we're here. We want to share it and and create um, an opportunity for guests to come on and share their successes with you as well. So here we are. Today, we're going to talk about a couple things. we got to start with why we're all here. We're going to talk about what the problem might be, right? What is making 
teachers, Canadian teachers with good, steady jobs feel like there might be a problem, right? Um, we're going to talk about what some of those causes might be and then what the solution is in our experience. So let's start with the problem. We're going to keep it real simple here. Let's go. Here we go. Yep. Let's go. Two two problems, Dan. Two right. problems. Let's do it. The first, the first one is that feeling, I don't have enough right now, right? I don't have enough today to live the life I want to lead. And the second problem, I don't know if I'm going to have enough later, yep. right? So we're going to break those down. So let's start with, I don't have enough now. What does that mean? It's that crazy feeling? enough to think that I don't have enough now, but when you break it down into what a common Canadian household has to deal with on a regular basis, it's no surprise. Like uh, here we are trying to uh, trying to be in a single detached home that are valued at a mil- over a million dollars. And mm-hmm. with our fixed income as teachers, uh, we have to navigate these interest rate hikes and the housing expenses. Um, food is skyrocketed with expenses. Um, you know, just just all the utilities that we have to pay. So it's it's really uh, there's a lot of stuff that's out of our control, whether that's mm. um, gov- government um, intervention or whether that's just uh, global events like the pandemic. There's a lot that even though um, we do have these paying jobs that we can't control. So I think it's yeah. it's really important we we acknowledge that, um, but then we also set ourselves up with tools in order to combat that. So. Mm. Um, definitely important in Yeah. And I think that feeling, right. I've, I've made all the right choices. I paying off my mortgage. I don't have debt, but there's that feeling sometimes of like spinning the wheels and not getting anywhere. Right. Like maybe looking across to a family member or a friend and saying like, how are they going on vacation all the time? How is she taking a half a semester off? How is, how are they doing this? And I think that feeling of like not getting ahead despite doing all the things that I've been taught since I was a kid, get the good job, pay off the mortgage, you know, do all that stuff. There's that feeling of like, I got to pay for, I mean, I know you're paying for hockey, right? Like I got to pay for hockey and summer camp and daycare. The list goes on and on and on. Daycare is another thing. It's it's (laughs) thousands and thousands of dollars that are, that are, are money well spent, but the money needs to come from, from somewhere. And, um, and we want to implement vacation time and to have these amazing experiences with our family and friends. But mm. if there's no money left over at the end of the day, then we're not able to have these incredible experiences. And if we're not able to have these incredible experiences and, and our, you know, our bucket is not being filled up on an emotional side, how are we showing up in the classroom for, for mm. our kids? Are we giving our best, best self as teachers when we show up when uh, perhaps we're, we're, you know, it, it sounds crazy, but we're struggling to kind of, not pay the bills, I guess you could say in some respect. Yeah. And certainly, you know, being in the classroom during the pandemic and post pan, or, you know, if we're post pandemic now, you know, it takes a lot out of the body, the soul, you know, things have, have become tough. And I think we'd be doing a disservice not to mention that, right. That, you know, when we're pouring our heart into that, all that during the day and then still feeling like, I'm not getting ahead, you know, there's a problem there, right? There's a disconnect and, uh, and that can, can lead to frustration. Right. And, uh, like you said, not maybe showing up with all of our best self (laughs) into our jobs, right. Even though they're jobs we got into because we love, right. Yeah. And and you, and and showing for your best self for, um, in a marriage or best self as a parent Mm -hmm. or best self as a a teacher, like there's so many people we have to show up for, um, in that respect. 
Yeah. It's the second problem. So we, the first problem being, I don't have enough now, but then there's that second issue, right? Am I going to have enough later? Right. And obviously the big word in, in, in teaching is our pension. Right. And I, when I went into teaching, really didn't think I had to make any other choices. I don't need to put money. I was actually told by someone not to put money in an RSP because when it aligns with when I, you know, all that stuff, right? Don't do it. I wasn't really planning for retirement because my plan was get my pension, right? The the infamous golden handcuffs. I, I thought the exact same thing between my, I guess, 25 to late thirties, I literally would just say, well, I don't have to worry about money. I have my pension. I, I, mm. I remember saying that to people and, and now thinking back and more of experienced self, um, and maybe three kids later, uh, I think <laughs> I, that was, to me, it just sounds, I, I just, I, I can't believe I was saying that. Um, yeah. um, because our, our pensions are fantastic. They're, they're really, mm-hmm. really good. But when we do retire, we will be taking a reduced amount from our current lifestyle and our salary. And the hope yeah. is at that point in time that you will have that million dollar house completely paid off, that you will yeah. have no more massive expenses. Well, the reality is, um, you know, many of us have children that will require um, post-secondary education. And those are tens of thousands of dollars per year in order to provide for post-secondary education. Yeah. Many of our kids will go on to get married and weddings cost a lot of money. Um, many, and then the housing uh, issue in Uja, our kids trying to afford a house 10 to 15 years from now, what's that going to look like? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, even right now, I think the latest stat that came out from Maria, which is um, the Ontario Real Estate Association, which is both where we are in Ontario, that 29%, so almost 30% of parents are providing financial assistance so that their kids can buy their first home. Right. And that number is only going to increase with immigration and housing costs that go up. And, you know, I think a lot of people think. You know, I'll just work longer, I'll delay retirement. Right. And when we keep delaying, I'll have fun later, I'll delay, I'll travel later. And, you know, not to be morbid, but like stuff happens, right? Life changes. Sometimes we get thrown a curveball. And so, you know, really focusing on not only do I want to have enough later, but like, how do I design my lifestyle today, right? How do I create this life that I want and enjoy um, today and not wait for later? Because who knows? What happens if you don't want to work for later? Like I, I, yeah. I, I see a lot of people who are well into mm. their 50s and and they don't want to, like we're, we, we, I guess as we age, we get a little more tired and we get a little more more down and our mm. patience isn't the same and, and we're ready for a change and ready for something different. And, and we have worked hard and deserve that um, mm. that, that change. So yeah. we all want to make sure we're in that opportunity where we can really enjoy those years of our, of our life. Yeah. And so I think there's a couple things, you know, without totally generalizing to all teachers in Canada, that's a pretty big generalization. I think there are some things that we can point to that may be causing a challenge or a hurdle for folks out there. Right. And I think again, really simplifying and, and breaking it down two major things that are causing a problem for people. And the first one is mindset. And the second one is knowledge, right? Mm -hmm. And those are the two things that are just really 
you know, people allowing people to stay in what they're doing, right? So let's talk about mindset. We love talking about mindset of our students, but we need to talk also about our own mindset. What do you think when I say that? Yeah, it's certainly, it's certainly a closed mindset when it comes to financial literacy uh, and the part Mm. of teachers. And again, it's no fault of our own, but we've been giving a, a paycheck and we've been given a pension and um, it really allows, it allows us to not focus on our finances, but then go and focus on the curriculum and delivering great curriculum mm-hmm. to the students. But I think it's really, really important that we, that we do circle back and we maintain a growth mindset and an open mind when people do come and talk to you about owning rental houses, when people do come and talk to you about, um, proper cash flowing investments, we mm-hmm. need to, you know, the first thing is to, you know, get scared and be like, okay, that, that sounds scary. I'm not, I'm not ready for that. That's risky, but. Um, this is coming from a phys ed teacher, right? This so, is coming yeah, from numbers, a numbers, scary. <laughs> yeah, but it's, but, but I've gained the knowledge and we can speak yeah. to that point next, which we'll get to as far as yeah. books and podcasts and, and surrounding myself with amazing like-minded people who have more expertise than I did at the time. Yeah. I think the other thing that I certainly grew up with was this old idea that risk is bad, right? Risk is not the goal. Stability is the goal. That's what you want. You know, investing is risky always. And debt is a four letter word, right? Like it's just, it's not a good thing to have debt in my house. That was sort of what I was taught early on. And I think it took some time for me to shift my mind around the idea of good debt, right? I didn't know there was any such thing as good debt that like debt's not all created equal, right? You know, credit card debt, maybe because I'm shopping too much, maybe bad debt, mm-hmm. right? Whereas, not, not, good. <laughs> not good. Not good. You know, but the good debt being debt that is related to me investing in an appreciating asset, right? Yeah. So something like a home or a property or mm-hmm. an investment trust, right? Something that's going to grow in value, even if I'm paying interest on that debt, you know, if it's growing at a greater rate than I'm paying over time, then it's good debt, right? And something even to add on to that uh, amazing sort of analogy that I just made was uh, an inflation hedge. So mm. when we do buy a house, a rental house, if if inflation continues to go up, well, guess what? My hard asset in mm. my investment house keeps going up as well. So inflation yeah. is actually a good thing when I have assets in the market. So yeah. I know that's a little bit, uh, that's a little bit, maybe a few episodes down you're the road. You're a couple but, episodes ahead, exactly. But, uh, you're lessons ahead. <laughs> we're just, we're really excited about deploying those, uh, deploying those tools. So yeah. Um, yeah. I think I was going to say just the last thing is, you know, that this idea that the end goal is security, right? Is predictability is, you know, knowing what it is and that investing can't do that. And the truth is today, I recognize that investing is a form of security, right? I have checks coming into my bank account for places that I don't, there's one house we have, I've never even actually seen it. um, That's a rent to own home. And like checks just come in the mail. We don't get calls. We don't have to manage it. You know, like it's just, there's, there's so many options out there. And I think, you know, growing up in my household, when my parents came here, you know, as first generation Canadians, the, this was the end goal. Getting the good paying job with a pension on top of that was just like, that's the be all and end all. And I think what I've learned over time is that there's more out there, right? And I can create generational wealth and I can create, 
security and freedom for myself now and not wait till retirement and for my kids and set them up in a way that's different. So mindset, it's a big one. It's no, big and I just, one. I just, one more thing before we, we carry on to that. I think it took me until sort of 15 years into teaching and 15 years into my career to realize, Hey, I'm not getting ahead. I'm, I want to have this lifestyle, especially mm. in my later working years and into retirement. But it became very evident when I, after 15 years, I'm not going to get there because my fixed income salary is not going to provide enough, <coughs> uh, enough opportunity to do that. So I need to, if I want to have flexibility in my retirement, if I want to be able to travel, if I want these experiences, I mm. have to take on quote unquote risk or fear um, in order to have that lifestyle design that I want. Yeah. Yeah. And, and despite, you know, having a good salary, good benefit, all that stuff, we're capped in teaching, yep. right? We're very much capped. There's a, there's a max ceiling on where you're going to get to financially. There's no more, um, there's no more. And they're even, you know, just with our, with our increases of our salary, they're not talking about a 10 or 15% increase mm -hmm. and sometimes even to match inflation. It's, yeah. it's one or 2%. So yeah. yeah, we're not catching up. That's nope. for sure. Um, the second hurdle that we run into is the big one and you already sort of touched on it, right? Knowledge, right? And, and there's, there's different parts of this, but knowledge is often one of those barriers that stops us from taking that next step, you know, and I don't know what your experience was, but for me, part of it was, you know, I was young, uh, you know, before I started investing, but I didn't know what I wanted. I didn't know what financial freedom was. I, like I said, I really grew up with the idea that you go to school, you go to post-secondary, you get a good job, and then everything's going to be perfect, right? And there's nothing else more than that. Like, I just didn't, I didn't have an entrepreneur, entrepreneurial mindset or thinking at the time. And I, and I, and I think back prior to my investment years, when people would bring up the idea of, of having an investment property and, and I would immediately dis discard and say the tenants aren't going to pay tenants going to ruin the house all this bad is going to happen and it's because i didn't have the knowledge yeah. and i must have sound really silly to investors at the time who did have the real estate at the time because it's it is not that way from for most of investors obviously yeah. there's there's the extremes and uncertain things that might happen but um you know once i started reading and once i started really diving into the podcast, which I, which I consume a lot of podcasts. And once I started talking to people who knew more about me and who were in this space, I really started to gain the confidence and have that knowledge. And I was able to move forward. It was fantastic. Yeah. yeah. And to be honest, our first investment property was a triplex, a very old triplex in, in the East end of Hamilton. And we, I had to realize that we're not the first ones to have ever done this. Right. We're not the first ones to have gone through this. And there is knowledge and understanding out there. If I start asking and researching, you know, and we did have all the problems. We had people who weren't paying. We had a fifteen thousand dollar reno on a staircase outside for to get to the upstairs that we had to do and get permits and all the fun stuff. Right. We had a lot of that stuff happen. We had, you know, repairs that had to be done that we didn't really know. Like we're not handy. Right. And I think that's part of it. Right. I, I can't get an investment property. I'm not handy. Right. And the reality is I don't need to be right. But I do just need to take some steps to, to find the right people who are. 
you don't need to because you deployed the mindset of I will figure it out and there mm-hmm. is solutions to every problem. So you started yeah. to have that resilience mindset saying, okay, I'm going to do this. It does have some risk, but uh, I know that if I run into roadblocks or stumble a little bit that I will figure it out or, or I will figure out someone who will figure it out for mm-hmm. me. And that's really in my investing. Um, I, I've definitely, I take on some more, riskier quote unquote like i have uh student rentals with uh, mm. a large amount of people in them but yeah. i i have the mindset of like I, i'm gonna figure out if, if something comes up um that is a problem yeah and don't get me wrong we, i was slightly terrified at moments right <laughs> i felt like we had bought a money pit i'm not gonna lie there were some moments in there um but we ended up selling and almost doubling our investment right over that over those eight years I think that we had seven or eight years that we had that and you probably do it all over again with those headaches because of of what it did and it, and it taught you lessons along the way and it provided absolutely. that knowledge yeah absolutely so you know what those are the two things and and you may want to think about what what in your mindset needs to shift right and what knowledge do you even feel like you're missing and I think once we really break it down it's not as much as it feels like when when we're sitting really far away right once and just we really before break we Sorry to interrupt the new job, but just before we jump onto this, I would say one more thing that we need to mention is connecting with the right people. I love the expression, borrowing someone's confidence. I Mm -hmm. borrowed people's confidence when I was just starting out because I was, I could feel that they were confident and just by Mm -hmm. talking with them and then them sort of giving me information and talking uh, about me through the process, I was able to borrow that confidence and, um, and step forward. So um, I really like that. I'm stealing that analogy, bore someone's confidence, but I really, really like that. Yeah. Yeah. So where are we, right? We have this situation where I don't feel like I have enough right now. And I don't know if I'm going to have enough later, despite being in this fantastic career that is working in a lot of ways. But, you know, part of the problem is that I might be dealing with this mindset and this lack of knowledge. And so what do we do, right? What's our solution? And that's what we really want to get into. We don't want to be doom and gloom here and talk about the negative. What we really want to talk about is what do we do next? And so there's four steps that we think are the most important in our experience that has helped change our lives and given us the opportunity to design our lifestyle intentionally. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. So, oh. Yeah, go for it. And let's let's just recap them one more time. So yeah. working on changing our mindset and, and changing our thinking. Yeah, so that's a really big one, just shifting that thinking. Number two, we want to just like we were talking about the knowledge, get the knowledge, find those books, find those podcasts, talk to those experts. And if you join our Facebook group, we have some of the, our favorite books posted there. Um, and Dan just talked about number three, right? Connect with the right people. And there are those people out there, I think, finances are something that we keep really close to our hearts and we close our doors and don't talk about it because it sounds offensive or rude Mm -hmm. or scary. Um, But starting to connect with the right people, you know, who are these hosts of these podcasts, get into their DMs, reach out to them who are writing these books, join their masterminds on Facebook or, or wherever you can find them. Right. Um, And then the last one, Dan, what's our most important thing we need to do? Taking action. Um, You don't need to reinvent the wheel. Uh, You can do what other people have done. You can be a copycat. There's nothing Mm -hmm. wrong with that, but, uh, but you need to take action. And that's definitely a habit that I've tried to instill in my life over the last three, uh, three or four years is every single day do something that's going to make me better tomorrow than I was today. So if I can have that mentality of, of just slowly building little by little, a little becomes a lot then and taking action 
it's incredible what you're going to build over time. And um, yeah. we're really excited to share, share those steps. Yeah. Yeah. So these four things, right? Working on changing our mindset and our thinking, getting that knowledge, connecting with the right people, and then taking action, right? There's no ego in this. And we don't need to come up with brand new ideas. They're out there, right? And so we just do what others have done. And so on this podcast, we're really looking forward to having some fantastic guests for you, other teachers, educators who are in the field, but also experiencing success beyond the bell, right? Outside of the classroom who are creating um, these intentional lifestyles for themselves and their families. And so each episode we give homework, right? As we should. <laughs> Have to give homework. Absolutely. Have to give homework. Exactly. Yeah. So it wouldn't be a, a school themed, uh, a teacher <laughs> theme without a little homework. Um, teachers make the worst students, but I think our listeners are going to prove us wrong and, uh, and actually do their homework and, and start changing their lives. So here's what we want you to do for this episode. All you need to do is write down the answer to these two major questions. Do I feel like I have enough right now? And maybe explain that. And do I feel like I have enough for later? And, and if you have a partner, you might sit down with them and ask yourselves those questions. Um, but really unpacking those two questions, I think is going to help you understand um, where your next steps might be. That was incredible. I really enjoyed uh, our time. I think we covered some fantastic information and sort of just a, a first snippet into uh, what's more to come on on uh, Beyond the Bell, Lifestyle Design for Canadian Teachers. Nuja, that was awesome. Thank you so much. Amazing. And join us in our next episode, episode two. We will be talking about establishing our why and our reason for being here and doing this and changing our lives and really looking at what financial freedom means to each of us. So catch you next week. Thank you for joining us on Beyond the Bell. Please make sure to like, subscribe, and leave a review so we can improve the show and help more teachers benefit from an intentionally designed lifestyle. We really enjoy connecting with our listeners, so please reach out to us. We hope that we have inspired you to continue your journey on leveraging up your lifestyle.